This, 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 this is mythical. Hey, all you folks out there. This is Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach and with my son Link from Good Mythical Morning. Yo, yo, yo. It's Link, your son. That's right. How you doing, son? I'm doing good. You ever say yo, Dad? Have you ever used the word yo in a sentence? Mm, probably not. I mean, I might have done it sometime or another when uh, doing something and talking about like uh, Sylvester Stallone did where he said, yo, man, yo, what's going on? <laughs> so when you're doing a Sylvester Stallone impersonation. Yeah. Hey, yo, Adrian. That's right. Yo, Adrian. Come on, Adrian. Let's go. Done had my head beat off. <laughs> have, have you seen all the Rocky movies? No, I ain't seen probably the last couple he did, but the early ones he did, one, two, and three, I've seen them. Well, four is pretty famous, but I've only seen Rocky Five. It's the only one I've seen. I'm kind of known for that, for not seeing famous movies from the 80s. Well... That was probably because, you know, you weren't very old when they came out, so you you weren't around much to be able to watch Rocky movies. See, I like that. A lot of people, they laugh at me for not seeing the Rocky movies, and Rocky Five is not the best one, but that is the one that I've seen. So maybe that's the reason why I haven't seen the other ones. So maybe it's on you, Sly Stallone. Huh. But, you know, I, I do remember whenever I would go visit you as a kid, we would always watch a movie. Like, we'd rent a movie. Yeah. I remember, like, um, well, I'd want to see, like, a cool action movie, like Tango and Cash. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I get to see some cool movies when I go to my dad's house. We get to watch action movies together. That's what I thought. And then I remember we watched Lethal Weapon 2. You rented Lethal Weapon 2, and you really, I don't know if, uh, well, I'll just put it this way. That's the first sex scene I ever saw in a movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know if that was a shining dad moment on your part, but it, it was educational. I tried to keep you up to date what's going on in the world. It might have been a little too early. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good movie, but yeah, that, that, that was uh, quite an education. <laughs> and I, you know what? I remember you took me to the movie theater to see uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Do you remember seeing this movie in the theater? Because I saw it with you. Yeah, I remember. Huge movie. Probably yeah. the biggest movie of, of the year. But I was I was young. So it came out in 1984. So you were six. I was, <laughs> I was six <laughs> years old, Dad. And you took me to watch Temple of Doom. And the guy freaking, he like puts his fingers on that guy's chest and then just buries his hand in there and pulls out a beating heart. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, it's an awesome movie now. I've definitely shown it to my kids, but uh, I don't. <laughs> they, they weren't sick. But you waited till they got a little older. <laughs> well, you were just thinking, I'm going to expose him to to what did you say? <laughs> Learn some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe my thinking won't as good as it ought to have been back then. But you know, you turned out all right, so you you need. <laughs> That's right. I I, I I made it through. Yeah. I mean, there, there were some occasional nightmares, and um, you know, and I was kind of afraid of the movie theater, uh, and uh, <laughs> I had kind of a, 
I, I thought you could only have sex if you were Mel Gibson in a trailer. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I think I turned out pretty much all right. Like yeah. every time, every time I look at like a one of those Mel Gibson pull behind trailers, I get a little horny. So that that was a hey, <laughs> that must have been a good thing for you. <laughs> it was a, if, if you think it was confusing. If you think about it now, as you're older, I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't know when you were younger, but you I'm know. good with it now. I don't have any sexual dysfunction. Not I don't have any more than you do with the jokes you pick out on this show and the things we talk about. I think we're pretty much on the same level. Yeah, well, you know. I, I, I can't help what these people is emailing us into, but you know they send in some pretty, pretty weird jokes for us. So we, we try to please the people to send and send these jokes. So let, let's see what else we can get into today. Give me a dispatch. What's new in Myrtle Beach? Well, we had a pretty good, I'm gonna say, a pretty astounding sighting this week. People go out and, and look for shark's teeth out on the beach. Okay. And usually find some small ones and some pretty good size. I got a friend of mine, Pat, that went out and found one probably about the size of a quarter. Pretty good. But this guy was down at Myrtle Beach, and he he found a tooth, and it was five inches. Five And that yes. probably means that this shark that that came out of was between 50 and 59 feet long. Well, a 59-foot well, shark. You're talking about a prehistoric shark here. This is a fossil. So this is not somebody you knew, or is it? Did Pat find this? No, Pat didn't find this one. He's found some, but th this was just a tourist that was vacationing. Was this in the news or something? It was in the news, yeah, on TV. I mean, what kind of shark was it? What did they say about it? All they said it was a megalodon shark tooth. Oh, a megalodon, of course. You know about the megalodon? I don't have no idea what a megalodon is. It's a big-ass prehistoric shark, man. You said it yourself, like a 59-foot shark. Think about that. That shark could swallow a Volkswagen. Or a small boat. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's even more yeah, pertinent. You, you know, you worry about getting eat bit by one, but that one, he could swallow you and, you and just think you was just a little little dessert and be looking for something else to eat. Do you see <laughs> actual sharks on the beach? Well, I mean, from the beach. Yeah, we've, we've seen some. I've seen them swimming up and down the beach, usually early in the season. And does anybody get attacked? Yeah, there's been some people that's been bit down here. I hadn't heard any where anybody got, you know, got killed down here. They usually, they, they get away and have to go to the hospital and get sewed up and stuff but but we're not talking like huge sharks like lose a leg sharks no you well i've seen some about 10 foot down here 10 foot well does that keep you out of the water no yeah i guess it didn't never kept me out of the water either but i uh, if i got attacked by a shark i might change my mind or maybe that would be the point where we're like what are the odds of it happening twice yeah that's right i don't know they say most of the time if you make enough fuss and you're swimming and beating and banging in the water, they, they go to they go a different direction. They don't like all that noise and stuff. But sometimes you can get attacked when you're doing something like that. But I got a holler out. I want to give out to Chloe and Ethan. Holler out. They sent sent a thing in and says, my husband and I have made a drinking game out of dispatches from Myrtle Beach. <laughs> really. Aaron, I may have to look into this. 
What is it? Says we take a drink every single time you say your infamous yeah. During the last episode, we are 11 minutes in and already threw a full beer each. <laughs> you said yeah enough times in 11 minutes for them to drain a beer. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> I didn't realize how many times you said it. I didn't realize we said it that much, but so, but I guess I'm going if they're gonna play this game while we're on dispatches from Myrtle Beach. I'm gonna have to say yeah more often so they can drink beer more often. So yeah, y'all come on and drink more beer. Let's see what we can get into. <laughs> Hit them with a barrage right now. Just 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 give them a. Brrr. Chloe and Ethan, yes. Let's get on down to getting the cold beer. Yes. Let's, Let's see what you can get into. How many, how many, yeah, how many beers can you open in two minutes? Let's see what you can get into. So, yeah, I hope you have a good time with your game listening to dispatches from Myrtle Beats. So, <laughs> yeah, let's see what we can get, what else we can get into. <laughs> That's good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have to stock up. You need to reply to the email and give them a warning <laughs> that this is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? The pong game where you throw the... Well, that's not what I was thinking, but you're talking about beer pong. Yeah. I was thinking about Good Mythical Evening. Okay. A little birdie told me that you are involved in the sequel to Good Mythical Evening, that they're getting you to... You're not going to show up, but you're going to do something remote. Well, I don't want to let the cat, cat out of the bag, so I don't know if I need to be letting you know so... It won't be a surprise for you, so you know what's going on. But uh. Yeah, a lot of what's going to happen in Good Mythical Evening, if you don't know. I mean, Dad, you know what Good Mythical Evening is. You can explain it to the, uh, to the listeners just to make sure they know what Good Mythical Evening is. You, you can talk about most anything that you want to on the, on the show. Right. And it not be scripted and where you, you can get into all kinds of. Yeah, it's an R-rated version of Good Mythical Morning. And yeah, I, I, most of it is going to be a surprise to me and Rhett, I guess including the specifics of what you're going to do. But I did catch wind that you were doing something. So September 1st, get your tickets to goodmythicaleating.com exclusively on Moment House. Sorry, I had to put a little plug in there. If we're going to talk about it, I'm just going to plug it up. That'll be all right. We're getting more people. See that? As he said, yeah, again, they're drinking beer again. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're thinking about it. <laughs> it's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. I got an a email from Chloe Forrester. It says, apparently this is a Canadian joke. Okay. What is the cheapest type of meat? It's a Canadian joke? What's the cheapest type of meat? Well, Canadian bacon... I don't know. What is the cheapest type of meat? Deer balls, because they're under a buck. <laughs> Have you ever eaten any Rocky Mountain oysters? No. That's uh, bull testicles, right? That's correct. Yeah. I, I've had them on the show, I'm pretty sure, but it wasn't the type of thing that I wanted to keep eating. Under a buck, though. That's a, pretty much a steal. Get to eat cheap, I reckon. <laughs> Get it from under a buck. <laughs> yeah. I got another email from Mikey Letesky. All right. 
Do you know the difference between a drug dealer and a hooker? Well, yeah, I do. It's two different professions entirely. But what, what is the joke difference? Says a hooker can wash her crack and resell it. A drug dealer can't. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, you know what? I don't have any follow-up questions to this one. I got another email from Austin Prasad. What do you call a psychic dwarf that just escaped from prison? What do you call a psychic dwarf that just escaped from prison? I don't know. A small medium at large. A, a psychic dwarf that just escaped from prison. A small medium at large. <laughs> okay. I get that. It, from working at the prison system, I, I I understand it a little bit that maybe he escaped from a medium security prison and he was small that he did it from. But I, no, I, no, no, no. Medium is the psychic part. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, you helping me again? It's funnier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you ever been to a psychic? No. What's your take on psychics and mediums? What do you think about a palm reader? I think this whatever's going to happen to you is kind of like predestination. You know, it's going to happen. Like you don't know when you're going to die, and I don't think nobody can tell you when you're going to die. So, or what's going to happen to you if you're going to get run over by a truck or anything like that. So, I think they they normally keep it a little more vague than that. I've never been to a psychic either. I went camping one time, and there was this uh, person next to me who kind of had some sort of psychic powers of some sort and she wanted to give me a reading but it was dark and I was a little I was a little too freaked out by it so I I declined politely what about other paranormal stuff like ghosts you believe in ghosts well I, I don't know if I believe in them or not but it's kind of like when my old house I had in ghosting up there I had a picture that hung on the wall up there and everywhere you went this woman followed you. I had people come in my house and even lay down on the floor and say, you need to do something with that picture. That woman is watching me even laying down on the floor. I think it's called a lithograph painting. And it was from the 1800, 1900s. But everywhere she went, and Lincoln and Lily uh, came and spent right. the night with us. And Lincoln made me take the picture down off the wall and put it in the closet because he said, Granddaddy, that thing's looking at me everywhere I go. And <laughs> and said, I can't sleep. And me and him were sleeping in the bed together. But he said, <laughs> you you got to do something with that picture. It's watching everything we do. So you think there's a, that it was a ghost? Well, I had people say that they'd heard something in my old house up there, but... I just said it was just a house creaking or something, but the woman that owned the house when it was built it was a little small woman. They said you could hear her opening the door, bringing the milk in and out from the house, from the dairy out there. So, but I didn't never hear it. See, and I think that the picture, like any picture where somebody's looking into the lens, then no matter where you move around in the room, they're still gonna be looking at you. That's that's my explanation. So I always look for like the most practical explanation, but I don't know. I don't know about the medium stuff. I don't know. I there's plenty of stuff that I do not know. So I'm not gonna sh I'm not gonna shut it down or poo poo it. I'm gonna say I I haven't personally experienced anything freaky freaky, 
but I'm also not out looking for it, and I am a, I am open to it. Like, I poo-pooed enough stuff in my past and changed my mind on it to learn that, well, sometimes you just gotta say, I you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, it's not spooky time yet. We gotta move on from spooky stuff. Well, I got an a- another email from uh, Haley W. All right. And she wants to know, what's the most embarrassed you've ever been? Great. Another another personal question. Not from your wild times. We'll get back to that later. But di- okay. Does an answer come to mind? Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought about this, and it was kind of embarrassing, but I was playing golf with a bunch of guys, good friends of mine. And like I, I don't do it as bad now, but I used to, and I hit a ball way off to the right, and it was in the water and in the mud and everything. Okay. And so I went over and thought, well, maybe I ought to just pick this up and take a stroke. And, and the, my friend that was with me said, oh, no, Charles, you can hit that ball. You can hit that ball. You can hit it. Uh-huh. So I got it in my head, so I hit it, and when I hit it, I was covered in mud everywhere. It just splat. It backsplashed on you. It's backsplashed, but I got the ball out. But that it was kind of embarrassing then. But later on, when we'd be out somewhere, Raymond would tell that story, and it was pretty embarrassing that he was, you know, he was having a good time telling it. But it kind of embarrassed me that he thought enough of it to keep telling it to people. So is Raymond your friend, or is he a bully? He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've been friends a long time, you know. <laughs> he just he just always got a kick out of it. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure you dish it out too. So you know what they say? Yeah. Don't dish it out if you can't take it. That's right. Yeah. And you cuz you do dish it out. I didn't say anything back to him about it. I you know, I took it in stride, but you know, it's still kind of an embarrassing knowing that I I probably did something I ought not have done. It's a good story though. Now you don't seem like the type to get embarrassed. Like, you're always the type that like, you're apt to get in front of people and say something, do something, and you're always prone to, in a social setting, to be the one that's elected to something. Like, there was a stint there when every time I would talk to you, you were the president of a new local thing. Like, I'm the president of the Lions Club, and I'm heading up this fundraiser. It's like, to me, those things are related. Like, you're, you're outgoing. Like your capacity to be embarrassed is much lower, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, I don't get him. Hey, anybody, I, you know, with all the things I've done, and uh, in nineteen seventy four, when uh, Ray Stevens and the Streak came out, this is a song. This is a comedy song about streaking. Yeah. Okay. And so, me and some friends of ours was having a big party out there at the school one night, and that that song come on, so we just went outside and took all our clothes off and just run all the way around the college where everybody could watch and everything, about three or four of us. So <clears throat> it, it takes a lot to get me embarrassed. So <laughs> The thing is, when you get back from that run, are your clothes still there? That's the risk. Yeah, that's the risk, but they were still there. Okay. Shout out to Ray Stevens. I got another email from Gary Freelander. It says, I popped into a coffee shop to use their bathroom. Let's just say it was an urgent situation. Mm-hmm. Upon finish, finishing up, I looked down to where the toilet paper was supposed to be, 
but it was all gone. Mm. I thought about using paper towels, but they only had the machines that dried your hands. There mm. was also some toilet paper in the trash can next to the toilet. You're a wise man. <laughs> what would you do in a situation like that? Yeah, Dad. That, that's a pretty messy situation. <laughs> and can be pretty bad, but I don't want to be, be pulling toilet paper out of... Uh, well, I think somebody else might have been using it, so I, I'd probably just pull my pants off, take my underwear off, and just and wipe and clean up the best I could with my underwear, and then just throw them away over there in the trash can, and just go on out the door and just tell the people that's in there that uh, they might need to put some toilet paper in the bathroom. Oh, I thought you were going to say, leave the bathroom and tell them that somebody else Left their to- left their underwear in the. No, I ain't gonna tell them I left my can. underwear in there. <laughs> that somebody else left their underwear in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! So you would you'd use your underwear? I mean, it depends on how how nice the underwear I'm wearing are. You know, it's like underwear can get kind of expensive. I ain't gonna leave without trying to get cleaned up. I don't care well, how expensive they are. You know, I'm a, I I would have given the the toilet paper in the trash can a a good inspection. I'm just gonna be honest. That would be, cause it's not, it's probably they just, you know, if they wiped their butt with it, they'd have flushed it. What, I don't know. Yeah, it's na- it is a nasty thought. I think you're right. All right, I'm convinced. <laughs> the more that I've sat here and talked about it, it kind of makes me wanna just carry around a- Extra pair of underwear with you. Well, no. <laughs> <My> toilet <laughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I carry a second pair of underwear around so I can wipe my butt with them. <laughs> yeah. No, just. Toilet paper. <laughs> you probably wouldn't get as much, as much, somebody say something to you, would you carry around a roll of toilet paper stuck in your pocket all the time? <laughs> well, just know. a few squares, you know, just a few squares or I'll, I'll get it done. That's ingenuitive though. You're a wise man. You've proven it once again, Dad. Well, that would be my way out of it. But I got another uh, email from Austin Karf. It says, what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? A chickpea? I think you mean a chickpea. Chickpea, yeah. Okay. What's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? Well, first of all, do you know what a chickpea is? You've got a funny look on your face. What's a garbanzo bean and what's a chickpea? Do you know? Well, I'm trying to read the answer to this and trying to figure this one out. Uh, okay. Let's hear the punchline, then you can work backwards so you can figure out what a chickpea and a garbanzo bean are. says, I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face. Okay, let me try to figure this out too. Chickpea on your face? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's saying I've had a chickpea on my face. That's gross. A chickpea, oh, okay. No, I ain't never had a chickpea on my face. (laughs) (laughs) We both had to figure this one out. Like this this was a stumper. I think a chickpea and a garbanzo bean are the same thing. Well, that's what I, I mean, a chickpea is, isn't that a type of little pea bean that you grow yeah. in the garden? Uh, you make them into uh, hummus, right? It's like, we're, <laughs> we're, both, we're both in over our heads. Like, I, I love hummus, but I, yeah, it's a chickpea or a garbanzo bean. You ever had hummus? No, I don't. <laughs> yes, yes, Nancy fixed it. Isn't that the type of corn? Uh-uh. No. Okay, no. no. 
it's it's like a Mediterranean paste where they grind up chickpeas and uh, olive oil and you know you dip your pita in it. You ever had pita? Mm, no, I don't think <laughs> okay. so. Okay. You ever had a chickpea in your face? <laughs> no, I ain't never had that. <laughs> okay, good. So nose all around. Yeah. All right, that's good. That's a safe one. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. I got some friends of ours back home that's got a business called McNeil Paint Company, and they sell all kinds of paint, Where and they'll help you pick out the colors for the inside of your house if you need some help and get you the swatches and look after everything. Also, if you need some wallpaper, they'll help you get, pick out some wallpaper. You can uh, go in and see Jody McNeil and Marty McNeil, and, and they'll take care of you. And besides them taking care of that, they, they're big fans of uh, Rhett and Link on Good Mythical Morning and listen to them all the time. So we're going to get them to listen to the podcast and do a unsponsored ad for them where we can help them sell a little bit of paint. It's McNeil Paint, 824 Woodland Avenue, Sanford, North Carolina, 27330. So give a shout out to Jody and Marty. Well, I had somebody else call in and uh, about a paint color that another paint color that I use. Okay. Is this going to be another y'all need to look at this paint? Yeah. Y'all need to look at this paint. Name of the color is mint condition. Mint condition, I like that. Mint condition, it's a really good green color that is real soothing, but it's a good color for bedrooms and bathrooms, but it kinda, it'll go back and forth between yellows and grays where it blends in and flows with what's going on with the colors, you different colors you're using in your house, so you don't have to change each room and just put it in one room or Maybe in if you got a bathroom and a bedroom beside one another and use it in there and then it, it'll flow from out into the hallway where you got some other different colors and everything. So it's a good color. Mint condition. It sounds like, you know, back when I used to collect baseball cards, man, when I was in like third grade, baseball cards were so huge for like a, just a, a couple of school years. Everybody was bringing up baseball cards and trading them. This is pre-Pokemon. And uh, you know, if you had a mint condition Ken Griffey Jr., you were off to the races, boy. Mint condition. Anything that you can collect, it's mean it's pristine, right? So it seems like this makes this would make your bedroom or your bathroom pristine. Am I right? Yes, it's a good color. It makes everything brighten stuff up and you can use a lot of different colors on you bed spreads and different things to go with it, so it's a good color to use. It's color It's color compatible, you can coordinate. Yep. What do you think about the irony of talking about paint color on a audio only podcast? Well, you just do the best you can to try to describe it and let people, they can go on their phone, look it up and see what, what the color really looks like, or go by the Sharon Williams store. And, well, or the McNeil paint store. If they're in Sanford. <laughs> or the McNeil Paint Store, they got it too. Yeah, yep. it's a testimony to how good you are at your job. See, you're enticing people to get paint and they can't even see it, Dad. That's the power that you have over people. Yeah, I still have my baseball cards, by the way. I still got my Ken Griffey Jr. Mint condition. You might not want to be telling everybody you got a Ken Griffey. They, people might be after you to buy it. I'm open to sell it. 
I think it might be $35, $40. I don't know. Probably less than that now. Oh, okay. All right. You're not a collector. That's something different about us. I think I got that from my mom. Yeah, as good as you used to love them Lego things and keep them where you had them and didn't want anybody in your room messing with them either before you'd put them together. Don't touch my stuff. Do not touch my stuff. Yeah, I, I was a big collector. All right. Well, mint condition. Put it in your bathroom, put it in your bedroom. It's very soothing. That's my contribution. I'm doing a little jingle for you. Sounded good. That'll help them remember mint condition. Before we end today's episode, I got a question. Oh. Do you ever feel like the world went a little wonky? Yep, definitely. I'm talking about cockroach infestations, bowling balls of fire, mm-hmm. aliens abducting puppies, okay, and all the sideways stuff. Well, Link did, and he made a little game out of putting a positive spin on exactly how weird things get. Uh-huh. Link and Mythical have been working with their friends at Spin Master to create their own mythified card game. In the game, we're still good. Yeah. You win by playing the best missing words to ridiculous disaster and finding the most positive spin on the terrible situation. Grab your friends because this is a great party game with a group. That's right. We're Still Good is available now on Amazon. Pretty cool, isn't it, Dad? Thanks for promoting my new game. We're Still Good. Yeah, me and Rhett developed a a game. You can play with your friends. It's kind of like Cards Against Humanity, but but it's different. There's definitely different layers to it. So uh, it's a lot of fun. I might have to tell Nancy about it, and she might want to get that because we like to... We might try that and see what's going on with it and see how much fun we can have with it. We're still good. It's fun to say. We're still good. That's right. We're still good. You say it a little bit different than me. I like that. We're still good. That's how you say it. And I say, we're still good. We're still good. That's right. We are. (laughs) We're still good. Okay, if you uh, got a joke or question or comment you'd like to share with me, email me at ratherbeshaggin53aol.com. Yep, keep the emails pouring in. Just keep listening at Dispatches from Myrtle Beach, yep. and we'll see you next week, and me and Link will see what we can't swing into your direction. Oh, yeah. I like how it, the swinging is a little bit different every time. This time it's going to be in your direction. I'll be seeing you next week and see see what we can swing into. So you you take care of yourself. All right, you too. No streaking, okay? No, that ain't gonna happen no more. Too old for that. All right, love you, love you.